Charlie Granger and you're listening to the Orient Outlook podcast. Oi oi and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, South Stand Chub, bearded legend, America bound, Mr Paul Levy. Thank you mate. Welcome everybody to episode number 44 of the Orient Outlook podcast. Charlie sounding a bit glum there. And probably after yesterday's result, probably that's how he's feeling. But um, no, in all seriousness, thanks again for joining us this week. As always, just to start on social media. Um, again, I know I say it every week, but it still does amaze me how many Orient fans are still like joining us on Twitter. So we're at 1,695 followers at the moment. We know there's a few sort of randoms yep. in there, but generally they're mostly Orient fans. So we know there's more out there. So um, I think people are back to school, college, uni. Tell all your mates. If anyone's got a sort of casual passing interest in us, then we are the account to follow. Um, always include at Orient Outlook. That's our Twitter handle uh, for involvement and retweets we're on instagram as well in case you didn't know we're orient underscore outlook underscore podcast and you can also contact us by email if you're not on social media and our email address is orient outlook at outlook.com that was brilliant Paul. thanks mate brilliant so this week we have had listens in france denmark usa korea ireland turkey mexico switzerland new zealand uh wow. norway Spain, Australia, maybe that's Chizak. <laughs> yeah. um, Russia for the first time, I believe. So, okay. hello, Russia. And China. Um, cool. Which is amazing. So, episode 43 was last week's uh, podcast. And thank you for downloading it and listening as we reached our record high of number 43 on iTunes. Yeah. Which Thanks, is amazing. Guys. Yeah, really yeah, appreciate sharp. that. We don't do it for. For kudos of that, but the fact as a byproduct yeah. of what we're doing is, is really quite amazing. So, thank you, everybody. Um, so, starting with reviews from last week, really. Yeah. Um, thanks to everybody who got in touch. We, we haven't got the time, unfortunately, to read every single one out. So, we've just picked a selection of ones that we have received. And at SteveCab121 said, Yeah, another terrific podcast, lads. Top of the league and still the country's highest goal scorers. Hashtag Happy Monday. Brilliant. At Orient65, it's a great podcast. Keep up the good work, lads. Up the O's. At David G. Boone, great episode again. Need more of your analysis, which we are trying to do. Yep, at smudge underscore LOFC. So thanks for the shout-out. Just listened to episode 43 in Turkey. Great show as always. Congratulations to Steve. Thank you, Smudge. Yeah, nice one. Uh, at Kai Showing said, another great pod. 100% agree with you about Lloyd's penalty strategy. Just a 50-50 chance. The ball will hit the keeper's shins. Yeah, yeah, you pointed that out. Yeah, at Joe Watts Nine said quality podcast as always, chaps. A negative for me is weirdly the atmosphere. I sit in the south stand and feel like we're only making half as much noise as we could. But that's just my opinion. Hashtag five and five. Yeah. I think the south stand has been quite good so far this season. Yeah, it does. Someone does try to start something and it has a little bit. Of, uh, yeah, and then it kind of dies out. So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, at Wardy seven one one said. Great podcast, guys, but also sent us a note on uh, so, so, you know some more thoughts on on what he uh, what he was thinking. He said completely agree with comments about Hendon and him being tactically astute, and love his interviews too. He says everything you want you'd want to hear regarding Shaw. Like you, was a little disappointed until Bristol Rovers game. Hopefully, he pushes on from here. And regarding Moore, he didn't notice him too much in the first few games, but watched him properly now. And he puts in an absolute shift. And, you know, to be honest with you, I think that's probably what, what, what my viewpoint yeah. was as well. And is Chisak pronounced Chisak or Cisak? 
Uh, it's a really good point. I don't actually know, and I think we'll have to find out. We uh, think it's Chizak. We've been saying Chizak for forever. Could be Sisak. No one's questioned it. Or Kisak. Kisak. Could Brilliant. be. Um, yeah. We'll ask. We'll find out and let you know. Yeah, at Jack Burrows underscore 13. It's a great podcast again. Love the Bradley Pritchard bit. As usual, listening <laughs> on the way to an away day. Thanks for your videos, Jack. They're, they're quality when you're driving to the away game. We, we yeah. love those. Keep them up. Uh, at Euro Orient, Nick, uh, thanks for tweeting us, mate. Enjoyable as always. Any other O's fans in France plan to drive over for a few home games and happy to offer a lift. So yeah. that is at Euro Orient. If, guys, if you're in France and uh, you're on his route into the UK, um, as many thousands of other people yeah. are at the moment. That's a political <laughs> oh. issue that we won't go down. That's a very um, topical point this morning. So, uh, yeah, so get in touch at Euro Orient and make your arrangements. At CZ2, so just doing some catch-up listening and heard the interview with the with the Icelandic fan. My original scarf is somewhere in Norway as a fan came up to me after a match some time ago waving a £20 note asking to buy it as a shop had run out. Nothing changes there then. <laughs> uh, of course I gave it to him. Happy to think of it travelling back, but I've often wondered what's behind Orient's following in the frozen north. Good so, question. Yeah. yeah. Any, well, we do get listeners in Norway, sometimes Sweden. Sweden. So if you are listening over there, give us a shout and let us know how you started supporting the O's and how you got into them. Yeah. Twitter isn't the only way you can contact us. As I mentioned earlier, we've got email, but also Facebook as well. We post in the Stand Up oh, yeah, for the Orient, yeah. Common New O's Away Days and Fantastic O's. So Jeff Graves um, left us a note saying, another great podcast, guys. Many thanks. And also Matt Potter on Facebook said, love the podcast and just subscribe. Now, this is a, a pal of yours, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Work? Ex-workmate who supports Liverpool. So come on, Matt. Get the kids down uh, Brisbane Road. Get out of Anfield. Yeah. It's overrated there. Absolutely. Overrated. Terribly overrated. So we also had some emails this week as well. Yeah, absolutely. So firstly from Dean Herbert who said, hi guys. I'm more than likely the furthest Orient fan away from Brisbane Road as I live in Auckland, New Zealand, and I love your podcast. I listen to your show weekly, which gives me a real fan's insight into what's going on at the club, and which is really valuable to a supporter like me who lives overseas. Great to hear that the feel-good factor is back amongst the club after the games on the last season, and hopefully we'll be celebrating something special with May next year. Amen. Up the O's. Amen. Yeah, yeah thanks totally for the email, agree. Dean. That was brilliant. Totally agree. And then Delia McMillan uh, got in touch with us as well and said, Great podcast. Listen to it on the flight to Mallorca with my four-year-old daughter, Rachel. She loved joining in singing We Are Top of the League. It's nice to be able to sing that. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to downloading the next one for the flight home. Cool. Hopefully we don't disappoint. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of expectation there. <laughs> so also last week we announced our nominees, nominees for the August Goal of the Month competition. So we had Goal A, Dean Cox versus Dalem. Goal B, Blair Turgot versus Stevenage. And Goal C, Jay Simpson versus Newport. Before we announced the winner, I've got to say all three goals oh. in any other given month probably all would have won. In the hands down. Yeah, because Cox's free kick against Dagenham, which is goal A, was, was a tremendously put free kick. It took oh, tremendously plays. It was fantastic. And Jay Simpson, with very little sort of backlift on his shot, just curled it straight into the top left corner. It, they are all genuinely stunning goals. Absolutely. And the winner, pretty unanimous. Although yeah. There were, there were obvious. some votes for the others, but goal B, Blair Turgot versus Stevenage. One of the truly great goals seen in recent years at Brisbane Road. And I bloody missed it. Because um, <laughs> well, you couldn't, yeah, because yeah, it was just the wife, yeah. yeah. Uh, but basically, not just for the finish, but for the all-round team effort and contribution for the goal. And it, we got, you know, half the players tweeted us, yeah, which was really nice. Dean Cox uh, said Blair's for me because of the great build-up and unbelievable finish. Yeah. And Alan Dunson sent us quite a funny tweet saying uh, Blair's for me because of my assist. He said he took <laughs> one of the forwards out of the, <laughs> the out of the running, yeah, yeah. putting his shirt <laughs> for one of the guys backtracking, but. 
Yeah, and Dave, at Dulcet Dave, who is the voice of Orient player, for those that uh, don't know, three special goals. For me, it has to be Blair's. Great move, wonderful strike, one of the best goals I've seen at Brisbane Road. And Dave's seen yeah. uh, supporting the O's for many, many years. Um, so that's that really... Yeah, so is, thank is, you is, for is all your votes uh, via Twitter, on Facebook and on the forum. All appreciated. And we'll be doing the same in September. So don't forget to vote when we announce the nominees at the back of September. So the week that was, Bank Holiday Monday here in the UK, uh, the 31st of August, Vice-Captain Sean Clahessy spoke uh, about the victory at Bristol Rovers. He said, the goal on half-time is the killer for them. If we go in at the break 1-0 up, they might not even change their shape because they come out thinking they can do the same as before. Also had this to say about the defensive mentality of the team. He said, I think Jay coming back to defend because Jay Simpson made two stunning uh, tackles to, to deny them uh, potential threats. Yeah. Uh, he said, uh, Jay coming back to defend is the mentality everyone in the team has got. Everybody has to work. You're not going to be in the starting 11 unless you're working hard. It's as simple as that. If you want to stay up front and not work, then the gaffer's most likely to drop you. Jay knows, Paul McCallum knows and Ollie knows that they have to put in a shift. You only have to look at Coxie. He runs around like a madman at times, but it's what the gaffer wants. And it was because of what Ollie Palmer did that led to yeah. Blair Turgot's goal. Yeah. Because he picked the pocket at the back and it started out from there. So I really like what's being said in the interviews at the moment. I completely agree with Sean about the second goal. Just before half-time, that was the killer. Mm. Agree. And I like what he's saying about the work rate. So bang on. Yeah. So Tuesday, 1st September which was transfer deadline day. So in the morning, the shortlist for League 2 manager and player of the month were revealed, including Ian Hedden and Dean Cox, and that was exciting. And also, probably as expected, around 2.45, Jack Payne finally signs on loan until the end of the season with the option oh, yeah. to buy a subject to Football League approval. And also another massive point there is that there's no recall clause. Correct. So he cannot leave. Yeah, which is brilliant. It's a season-long loan. Yeah, which that, is great. Yeah, that is ours completely. So really, yeah, no surprise there. Obviously, Hendon wanted him wanted him in early, um, and I presume if we get promoted, we'll probably mostly end up signing Payne. Yes, I would have thought so. I would have thought so. So Hendon had to say about that. He said it's a, been a long drawn out process, but we are pleased to get a deal done, which sees Jack coming on loan with a view to a permanent deal. I cannot thank the president enough as he has backed me yet again with the deal. We're looking forward to working with Jack. Yeah, and we were inundated with people that were really happy about that, and obviously we were as well, so I can't wait for him to, to don the, uh, the red shirt uh, yeah. with the Wivens on it and, and, and step out of Brisbane Road and play for us, really. Um, one uh, tweet in particular was Sam Cass, at Sam Cass 9 she said, or he said, sorry, said, uh, imagine there was a significant fee involved to get this over the line, especially looking at Ian Hendon's comments about backing. Yeah, Maybe there was a loan fee interesting. involved, which is unusual at our level. That's usually a Premier League thing yeah. where you pay for for a fee for taking a player on loan but yeah maybe yeah. that or maybe it's just because Jack's on decent money possibly he's probably covered that yeah. and we're probably covering the whole fee which again for a loan player isn't always the done thing you contribute yeah. part of it but also yeah. on Tuesday I guess most of us expected an announcement of Joby McAuliffe that never came so <laughs> to our knowledge and we know now Joby is still at the club he is your thoughts on Joby Mr Levy yeah I don't think we've really seen the real Joby I mean he had a great summer a really great yeah. summer. He scored a terrific goal. Um, so last season, you know, really isn't a benchmark that you can use to judge him on because no one really played played well. And he's played higher than League One and and, and obviously League Two as well. Personally, I think he's going to go out on loan. 
Um, I can't really, I can't really see that anything else will will happen there. Probably with a view to a permanent moving out out the club in January. You know, unlike Lowry, he hasn't got that relegation clause in his contract. So if he stays, I think he'd genuinely be a great addition to the team because we do lack a bit of depth at the moment, particularly yeah. attacking. And and his experience, I think, will be greatly appreciated, especially if we're going to be paying a lot of the younger players now. I think he'll end up. We'll just end up releasing him so he could join a bigger club, right? To get him off the wage bill. But also, like, it's a win-win, isn't it? If he stays, he's a good addition to the squad. If he yeah. leaves, then he's off the wage bill. Yeah, assuming yeah. he tries. Absolutely, assuming absolutely. He tries. Yeah. Uh, another thing that caught our eye on Tuesday was that Curtis Davis, who plays for Hull, he done a Q and A on Twitter, uh, and obviously he's an Orient fan, and you know makes no kind of uh, secret of secret that. of that. And uh, he was asked by I think it was at, at South Standos if he'll ever play for Orient, and he gave a great response, and he said. Uh, Give me a few years and maybe I'll don the red and white. Definitely want to before I retire. Hashtag East, East, East London. Amazing. Yeah, brilliant. Love to see him in the uh, red and white. So, moving on then to Tuesday night, um, we played Luton Town in the JPT Trophy, the Johnson Paint Trophy. Um, In goal, team lineup was uh, Charlie Granger making his Leighton Orient first team debut. Across the back line was Clahessi Maguire, the new Liverpool loanee that we've got. Essam and Shaw, we have Pritchard, James, Moore and Turgot uh, in the middle and Kashkut and Palmer up front and subs were Woods, Judd, Moncur, Samedo and Adiboyejo and Woods was photographed turning up to that game on his own. Yeah, strange. I did as well, it's like strange, been yeah. ostracised somehow. So yeah, that was five changes from Saturday, so obviously Chizak who went on international duty, Baldry, Cox, McCallum and Simpson were replaced by Granger, Maguire, Turgot, Palmer and Kashkit for me. I thought that was a pretty decent team. No yeah. surprises no surprises in seeing Kashkit and Palmer start and happy to see Granger make his first start eventually. Uh, and also that bench, it's just got youth written all over it, which is a good experience. Uh, George Sessions made a great point saying the back four were very young and inexperienced, so it would be a big night for standard captain Sean Plahessi, which yeah. I completely it's agree with. Great point. Yep. So Jack Payne uh, obviously signed for us uh, in the... Uh, during the course of the day, but unfortunately wasn't paperwork wasn't submitted to the FA in time or the FA couldn't process it in time for him to be eligible for that game. But he was warming up before the match, applauded the fans and put himself out to have a few pictures yeah. taken, which was which was really good of him. Nice touch there. Uh, we had some tweets on this. At Yesin underscore Saturn said, slightly on the weak side, could at least have had Simpson on the bench, but we've got a chance at this. Yeah, at David 12 Lloyd said, we'll be interested to hear how Granger, Maguire and Cash could get on. Hoping Palmer will score. Yeah, I agree. He's, I like I like Oli Palmer. At George Girk said, Strong side, hope Kashkit takes his competition by the scruff of the neck. Yeah, at Katap Mavis said, I like a lot. I want to see Klahesi come up again and offer more on the wings, but Palmer and Kashkit, I'd like to see how they do. At Mossy LJ, one of more or Pritchard should have been rested, really. It's a shame we have to start Six players that started on Saturday. Yeah, good point. Uh, and also, obviously, Scotty C, our old favourite. wearing your, Well, your old favourite. My old favourite. Wearing the Luton orange. Doesn't suit him at orange all. Orange don't suit his complexion at all. He looks better in red. He looks much better in red. Much better. Yep. So, we're not going to dwell on this too much and go over <laughs> in too much uh, detail here, but we're just going to summarise a few of the points from yep. that game. Uh, in the first half, I had to, I had to know... That Cat Scott Cashkit was being marked. Scott Cashkit weighs probably what 10, 11 stone, probably at the very no ten stone. He's got to be around that ten to eleven stone. He was being marked by a guy who was about thirty stone. McNulty. McNulty is enormous, yeah. complete disproportion. 
Um, just just an observation there. Yeah. Um, Luton took the lead on 29 minutes. Uh, Danny Green opened up a yard of space and rifled a shot in the top corner from the edge of the box. It was a really good goal. Good goal. wasn't closed down. Yeah. So um, when you allow people that space and time, um, people like him yeah. do, do your damage. Good so finish. Good mistake there. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, so half-time 1-0. Attendance was 1,953 with 300 away fans, which we thought originally was poor, but it was the seventh biggest attendance in let round the JPT. Oh, okay. So, uh, so maybe not as bad as what we first thought. So, second half, Sean Clancy was taken off for George Moncur, who made his debut, so congratulations to George. And also, Hendon changed the shape of the team, so he put Pritchard at right back and moved to a 4-4-2 diamond with James at the base, Moore on the right, Moncur on the left, and Turgut behind the front two. Which is a the cocktail done before, yeah. And on fifty-seven minutes, that seemed to pay dividends with an Orient penalty, uh, quite a blazing penalty. Cash got brought down by Luton Scott Griffiths, uh, and Lloyd James must have been listening to the podcast because he kind of put his penalty more into the corner. <laughs> so, yeah, he did. Yeah. So Lloyd, thanks for that money. You kind of well done redeemed yourself there a little bit. So three out of three penalties this season for Lloyd James. Yeah, perfect record. Decent record. Yeah. I was listening to the game and Dave Victor mentioned this podcast saying yeah. that it had been mentioned in here. That Lloyd James always going down the centre. Yeah. So thanks for listening, David. Thanks for making the point. Much appreciated. And Absolutely. then we almost hit the lead. Uh, great work by Turgot uh, on the goal line. So he's cashed it with a chance. He chipped it over Tyler, but cleared off the line. If that had gone in, we probably would have gone on to win that game. Win that game, yeah. I would have said. And then we unfortunately Moncur plays the uh, that was a great over. chance. Yeah. That was such a good chance. If he'd have just put his foot through it and it had gone in the bottom corner, that would have. That really would have. That yeah. really been a real game changer there. Absolutely. And in the 80th minute, probably the main talking point for the match is Jack Marriott gets sent off for Luton. So he has a chance, he misses it, gets a bit of abuse from the away fans, like any other footballer does. Like, ah, you missed it. Yeah. Rubbish. And um, he gives the one finger salute. One finger salute. A fair Which, place to the ref who literally just. The linesman saw it later. straight away. Straight away. The linesman saw it, called the ref <laughs> over, they consulted for about 30 seconds, and the ref called him over and just went, See you later, chum. Brilliant. Red card. Um, and he came out later and apologised and said he'd let everybody down and it won't happen again and blah 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 so blah learnt his lesson there a um, couple of minutes later though following a Luton counter attack down the right Hendon makes a sub uh, I think he's forced into doing that uh, and Miles Judd comes on for Lloyd James and Judd goes to right back and Pritchard moved back into the middle of the park yep. so there's another debut yep. so congratulations well done, to Miles, Miles yep. And also congratulations for the Soccer AM, was it last man standing? Yep, that was it. Yep, so well done for that. And another debut on 88 minutes, Asadro Semedo comes on for Oli Palmer. So three debuts, which is great to see. But in the 90th minute, the 10-man curse strikes again. Um, Fraser Shaw concedes a free kick uh, by injury box. Yeah, Need- a little bit. Needlessly, and I put that in specifically because it was, it was such a stupid free kick to give right. away. It really was. Um, so the original free kick, which is taken by Ryan Hall, hits the wall, uh, comes back out to Hall, who just smashes it in there, takes a huge defect deflection off Stephen O'Donnell. Back of his head. Off the back of his head, but then gains pace as it's going and just flies into the top corner. Yeah. No keeper was going to be saved there. No. Granger. Chisholm no, wouldn't have done that. Yeah. To be fair to Granger, no chance both goals. Yeah. I thought. Um, so full time, 2-1, out of the JPT. Yeah. We, so, were, we were heading for penalties at that point. Yeah, it would have gone straight to penalties, which wasn't been the worst thing, but 2-1, fine. Yeah. Um, so after the match, Ian explained that Sean Hesse was taken off at uh, half-time as he was feeling ill and said there were also other players who weren't feeling well. So to quote him, he said, we played against an experienced side. The important match is on Saturday. We will move on from this quickly. 
and look forward to Exeter. And also about signing Payne earlier in the day. He said a bit of good news at last. It's a season-long loan and there are no recalls. We're delighted to have him. Um, so for me, yeah, not fussed about going out of the competition if it means we can focus more on the league. Good experience for people like Granger, Moncur, Judge, Semedo and Turgot. Uh, but yeah, as I've said, really not fussed. Okay. You? Uh, yeah, I suppose they're not really that fussed in terms of, of fixture congestion, but it would be nice to have a little cut run. Yeah. Um, you never guaranteed anything in the FA Cup and, and the JPT and the Cardin are really the two that you can really sort of do quite well in and actually have some extra money, a bit of extra hype around the club, a bit of extra coverage. So disappointed to have gone out, but we haven't really got a squad that's deep enough or strong enough that we could sustain a run, but maybe that would have forced Ian Hendon's yeah. hand to get a couple of extra loan players in um, with the support of the president. So uh, I, I don't know, but it, it's it's done now. We're out. It doesn't really yeah. matter. So um, we couldn't be there because I've got a week and a half old baby. And I'm barely getting to home games, let alone yeah, away games at the I moment. just couldn't get there in time. And you couldn't get there. So we asked for your rating. So thank you to Elliot Byrne, who's on Twitter, um, and who, who also does a pretty decent blog. Yeah, very good well. blog, actually. So uh, thanks, Elliot, for your player rating. So sh- should we do one by one? Go for it. Yeah. So you gave Charlie Granger a six. Okay, so Sean Glahessi a six. Uh, Connor Essen an eight and said he thought he was Connor Essen was the best player on the pitch. Yeah, and his man of the match as well. Yep. So, Joe Maguire got a 6.5. Yeah, Fraser Shaw got a 5, saying he was poor and obviously gave away the free kick just before the goal. Yeah, he was. But uh, it turns out that Fraser Shaw was one of the players, yes. with, along yeah, with yeah. Pritchard, that Fair was sick. Yeah. So, it was Cahesi, Shaw, Pritchard. I and I Moore. think Moore yeah, was the yeah. other one, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, Lloyd James, he gave a 7. Yep, good to see. Sammy Moore, 6.5. Bradley Pritchard, a 7. Blair Turgot got, got a 7. Uh, Scott Cash gets 6.5. Yep. Uh, made a good point there about your earlier point saying struggled strength wise I was often overpowered by the big centre backs of Luton that's not surprising yeah because they were enormous oh absolutely they were utterly enormous the guy doesn't McNulty does not look like a footballer no not he all. looks like a like a lorry driver like a wrestler like that, or a wrestler like an out of shape wrestler <laughs> uh, Ollie Palmer six noted that he also worked hard as always which is one thing that we do like about Oli Palmer. Yeah, and Freddie Monker, who came on as a sub, he gave a 70. Yeah, very good. Very good. Very good. So thanks for your ratings, Elliot. Um, if any of you want to send us your ratings, so Cambridge, you're in Florida. Yeah. I'm not going. So if any of you go to Cambridge and want to send us your ratings, please get in contact. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll send them out in the next podcast. Absolutely. And Matt Bristow mentioned in his pod as well, the average, uh, of, the t- average age of the team that finished uh, that game was 20.8 years with eight players aged 21 or younger to Luton compared to the age of 27.9. Yeah, the experience would have obviously done the youngsters well and probably highlight the quality that Luton possess because they've got a massive squad. Yeah, absolutely. And they can play, they can mix it around a bit. And that's, yeah. that's just strength in depth. So they're obviously looking for big things this year, Luton. Oh, yeah, like you'd expect. So yeah. a few tweets from after the game at the Johnny Davies. So Johnny Davies, welcome Ex-media back, media manager. Yeah, who said, good to see so many academy products playing Likes of Andy Edwards and Richard Thomas progressed the academy a huge amount. Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. At O's Fan Basing showed fitness and options, then stopped before silly penalties. Perfect. Yeah, at Del- David 12 Lloyd said, You can tell by our team where our priorities lie. We move on. Let's do this. At David underscore Mattock, unlucky result tonight, but as I've said before, it's the league results that matter most. Cut runs are a bonus. Yeah, I'm 100% agree. Yeah. yeah, and at Chris underscore Holmes 24, who said, poor performance tonight. Luton battered us with 10 men. However, it was the B team and Exeter on Saturday takes priority. Yeah, it does. And I thought a really good tweet that came in as well was from at Frank Kane said, so inconsistent this season. Five wins out of five, two cup games out of two, lost 
out of two, we've lost in the 90th minute. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. shame, but it's, it's a good point. Yeah, so also very late in the evening, about half 11 to midnight, it came out that Gary Woods has joined Ross County on loan until January. That's a strange one. Yeah, I don't know how that's come about, but yeah, that is a bit odd. Just because of the timing more than anything, obviously chizak has gone on international duty, duty, so isn't back for another week and a half to two weeks, um, which just leaves Granger. Really Gary Woods though against yeah. an experienced goalkeeper now like, don't get me wrong you put your faith in your youth but when you've got an experienced keeper surely Granger would probably be the understudy not the, the oh, first I've got, choice I've got no problem with Granger being first choice but then if Granger gets injured then you're onto a 17 year old when well, it gets yeah, really absolutely. Um, bit of a risk yeah that's alright in a cup game but, but, but for the league you, you, you think I mean maybe Maybe there's something behind the scenes that has gone on that Gary's yeah. upset the management uh, or whatever, or he's voiced his displeasure at the setup there and yeah. basically isn't isn't happy. So it was agreed he'd moved on. How he's gone to Scotland, I don't know, but yeah, good move for him though. Scottish Premier League. Yeah, um, it's about as good as the Championship, isn't it? Yeah, play fair play to so. him. We'll see what happens. You know, I guess if Granger did get injured or Sargent got injured, there's a recall option, I would presume, but no oh, idea. Yeah. So Wednesday, second September. So Hendon does come out and say that Sean Clahessy had a sickness bug and yeah, like we've already mentioned, Shaw, Pritchard and Moore are all feeling ill too and also hinted that McAuliffe may return on Saturday, which he didn't. So <laughs> he, uh, he had to say whether it's food poisoning or not, we're not sure. Whether it's something they have eaten, I don't know. And said, have, we, have we got our own lasagna gate? Yeah, lasagna house? gate or pasta gate. Yeah. <laughs> Joby's been training and working hard every day. The rest has probably done him the world of good because he played a lot of games over the summer and didn't have a break. The lack of football minutes for him isn't a problem. Yeah, because he had a pretty strong summer. Yeah. So, uh, Shoot Magazine is an old, long-established uh, football good. magazine, yeah. which I read as a kid. Uh, had a goal of the month, a player of the month, and a manager of the month uh, competition. For League and, 2. Uh, yeah, obviously for, for, well, for all the leagues, I yeah. think. But, but in particular, we're interested in League 2. So, goal of the month went to Blair Turgut for his goal against Stevenage. Player of the month went to Dean Cox. And manager of the month went to Ian Hendon. The hat-trick. So, full clean sweep there for, for Leighton Orient. So, it's great to be recognised uh, in, in football circles, and particularly in the media, in such a positive way. Uh, obvious, obvious contrast to last season where you yeah. know, we had nothing but negativity. So, it's, I've got to say, it's starting to get a bit hard not to get carried away by it all. Absolutely. You Absolutely. Know, um, Until being over-enthusiastic <laughs> about everything. Until yesterday. But, <laughs> yeah. So, Thursday the 3rd? Yeah. So, the government finally responded to the online petition for a general inquiry into the Olympic Stadium. And basically, long story short, it wasn't the response that we were all hoping for. Massive kind of fob-off. Massive fob-off. So... The statement is on the Stand Up For The Orient Facebook page yeah. and at, the, at Pandemonium1881 Twitter account tweeted it. So if you need any more information, it's on those accounts and keep your eyes peeled for further developments that we think are coming. Yeah, uh, which on the back S- Sunday, which is today as we record, there's something in the Daily Mail. Yeah. Uh, one of their chief football correspondents, chief correspondents has picked up on that. And now, you know, Matt Roper, who is the... Um, campaign manager for that and also the uh, coalition group of supporters trusts spokesperson as well he's quoted in that article as well so get yourselves over to the Daily Mail not yep. I'd recommend people to the Daily Mail but in this for this particular <laughs> situation about that it is worth a read I read it this morning yeah uh, Australia we're just following up because Alex Chisak uh, got called up for Australia for those that missed that he got called up uh, into the Australian squad they beat Bangladesh 5-0 uh, and quite annoyingly it would appear that Alex is the third choice goalkeeper and so he doesn't get any yeah. Minutes, which is a shame, but 
the experience of it and to train with some perhaps better standard goalkeepers will do him well, but that doesn't do us any favours. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so Friday 4th of September, early morning, it was announced that Ian Hendon had won the Skybet League 2 Manager of the Month, along with Dean Cox, who won the Skybet League 2 Player of the Month. So a double there, uh, and a clean, clean scoop for Orion. Yeah. So well done, boys. Good, yeah. It's great to see. You need that air horn. <laughs> Slightly surprised that Jabo didn't win that. I mean, I love Coxie, but two goals and five assists against a nine-goal striker. You know, yeah, it's quite impressive. Sorry to hear that, Jabo. Yeah, what, what Jabo has a purple patch. It's probably the first in his career, the only purple patch in his career, and the poor poor guy gets nothing. I know, harsh. But well done, Coxie. Yeah, well done, proud of you. Very yeah. proud. Um, so yeah, Ian Hendon said, I'm delighted to pick up this award, but really it's an award for the team. We wouldn't have achieved this without the hard work of everyone at the club. Everyone is on board and the support we've had, uh, we've received, sorry, is fantastic. Yep. Um, so great quote there from Hendon. Yeah. Again, great, great focus. Great drive. Also, on uh, Dean Cox, Sky Sports Football League pundit Don Goodman said, adding two goals to five brilliant assists, he has been at the heart of all of Orient's creativity and Ian Hendon will know it is key to keep him in this form for Orient's 100% record to continue. So, yeah, brilliant. Well, happy with that. Yeah. Which leads us on to yesterday, which was Saturday the 5th of September. So in the morning, the under-18s again, the Ute. Uh, <laughs> You're so down with the kids. I know, I know. Another impressive result, beating Peterborough 4-0 with goals from Awazu, Judd, Sam Alderson and Adam Ejo. So yeah. another brilliant result. Every week we talk about their fixtures and their results and they just... Smashing every other club, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, and well obviously done, boys. Peterborough being in League 2. So uh, then we moved on in the afternoon to Exeter away. Neither yep. of us sadly could make that. Um, so the teams lined up with Granger in goal, Clahessie, Baldry, Essam and Dunn. Dunn played at left-back. Yeah. Uh, James Pritchard, Moore and Cox across the middle. At, well, not across the middle, but in midfield. Yeah. McCallum and Simpson yep. played up front. Yep. Subs for Sargent, Shaw, Maguire, Payne, Turgut, Kashkut and Palmer. So... Yep. Two changes there, obviously from the last league game, obviously Granger keeping his place because Chizak was on an international duty, but slightly surprising one that of Shaw being dropped for Dunn, so originally we thought Shaw might be sick, um, but it turns out it wasn't, Hedlund did say after Tactical. the match, he was quoted as saying he put Dunn at left back because he thought Dunn would do better against Exeter's Wheeler because Dunn wins a lot more in the air, but to be fair to Hedlund said after, Hands it up. was Rod's decision, but... Don't like that. I think if you've got your first team eleven, play that. Don't accommodate your team because of your position. That's what Liverani started doing. And we all know how, no, how that worked out. He's tried to play a, a side that well, he's tried to do it more tactically, and perhaps he should have just left the balance of it. Just leave it as it was. But just he tried to, yeah. to tweak it. Yeah. Um, so a terrible start for Orient because in the fourth minute, yeah. Exeter won a penalty. Um, Pat Baldry admitted that he was caught out of position a little bit. But I watched the goals this morning, and it was right on the far edge of the of the penalty box. Yeah. Um, and Granger's come rushing out. The guys kicked it past him, and Granger's gone down to get it. And the guy's gone over the top of Granger. Yeah, so yeah. I don't understand why Charlie would have come out there. He could have just let Baldry shepherd the guy to the byline, wait in the goal, and then deal with it when when the ball came in. But An- anxiety, nerves. I was going to say What's Granger, it? rush about to the head. You know, first league game. He's been waiting for this chance for probably a couple of years. You know. But 
It's a bad start. So, you know, it's not like, like the guy was bearing down on goal and he was coming through the penalty spot area that you come out rushing. This You're talking right in the yeah, far, yeah. far corner of the 18-yard box. But look, it, it, it's a mistake and, and he'll learn from that and, and, and not digging him out, but it was just an observation, really. For, for me, though, I would, you know, if I was Borgia, I'd be saying, right, first 10 minutes, we've got a new keeper at the back, let's just keep it steady. Yeah. And disappointed to see that it was Borgia who was caught out. Yeah, yeah um, 100%. But, but the guy takes the penalty... Good penalty. Uh, not really. No. Granger guessed the right way. He nearly got a hand to it. Nearly. If he'd have gone down a second earlier, he would have saved that. Yeah, but, but it wasn't meant to be. So he yeah. scores his penalty. Then in the 31st minute, uh, we had a decent chance, which was cleared off the line. Cox delivered the ball in. McCallum nodded it back. And Simpson then headed it. Cleared off the line by Oakley. So I've only seen this from a handheld device where you couldn't really tell. But a lot of people thought that was actually in. Um, and again, one of the pivotal moments of that game, I would say, for me. But the man in the middle that can control that didn't see it, so yep. that's all that matters, really. And Absolutely. then 37 minutes, poor defending for Morris, and we lost our shape a bit. Pritchard left his man, uh, Alex Nichols, um, who basically picked up the ball unmarked, acres of space, acres of time, uh, and basically rifled it into the, into the uh, top corner, um, in, into the back of the net. So, you know, we're going in at half-time, 2-0 down, and, and I was like, oh. Yeah, oh. yeah. So attendance, not what you want. attendance allowance at 3,648. That's quite low, isn't it? Yeah. Reading let. With 505 Charlie Orient fans. Well done. That is a yeah. mission, isn't it? Yeah, that is, a, that is a real mission to get to. And it's not even that nice a ground either. Or it wasn't when I went. I remember mean, you going, ago. yeah. 56 minute, killer blow, really. Alan Dunn clumsily uh, brings down their man, concedes a penalty. For an experienced guy, that was a really silly thing to do. Don't forget, possibly playing out of position. Possibly playing out of position. They scored a penalty, 3 0. Game effectively over. So they've scored two. They've had, they've won two penalties. Gifted so through, gifted. Yeah, gifted two silly mistakes penalties. have gifted two penalties, and yep. that's contributed to half the scoreline. So a couple of minutes later, then on fifty-eight, Ian Hendon sees fit to make a change, and he brings off Sammy Moore and brings on Blair Turgot. So Cock moves to the left, Turgot yep. goes right, and we play a flatter four-four-two, which actually commented on Orient player Dave, and actually it was the chosen game for BBC London. So Phil Parry and Bradley Allen were there as well, and they commented that we started to play They're better. better. That seems and to be the way in the way games going four four two. So yeah. maybe it'd be interesting to see what what happens. What Hedder does at Cambridge if he just goes flat four four two or starts I with a diamond. I wish he would. I really starts wish with he a diamond. Would. So sixty six minute, uh, Harley for Exeter has a left that goes against the bar. Nichols follows up and Granger makes a great save. So fair play to Granger. You know, not having the best of debuts, three goals down or league debuts, but still makes a great save. Yeah, it's great to see there. Yeah, and then on seventy five minutes, Oli Palmer. Uh, comes on for Paul McCallum. Yeah, you uh, Cashcut was also taken was brought on for Dunn oh, sorry, earlier. Yeah, was, yeah. Um, and again, I, I guess McGuire started left back possibly earlier in the day. I thought, yeah, oh sure. Yeah, so strange. And in seventy seventh minute, just a bit of uh, a bitter pill really. David Wheeler adds a fourth for Exeter. Yeah, and the match ends four 0 and our beaten run is gone. However, though, we are still top of the league two on fifteen points. <laughs> Uh, one point ahead of second place Wickham, who are on 14, and three points ahead of third and fourth placed Portsmouth and Plymouth. So, yeah. although not the best result yesterday, still top of the league, still in a very, very decent place. Yeah, and a very sombre Ian Hendon, a yeah. very sort of um, philosophical Hendon, uh, Hendon as well. So, Charlie's come out for the first one, he's enthusiastic and probably a bit hyped up for the game. Early on, he'd come, he's come out and made a bad decision. But the second half, he made a few good saves, so fair play to him, you know, which I agree with. Yeah. Uh, we've got we've got a young lad in goal making his debut. We know Alex Chisak's experienced, uh, and that he's a very good goalkeeper, so anyone is going to miss that. 
uh, because Dave Victor asked if he was going to, if it's uh, you know the gap that Alex Shishak has left, if yeah. Charlie's able to fill it sort of thing. But Charlie was unlucky today with a couple of things that happened. I honestly don't think it was a 4 0 game and it flattered them slightly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Two penalties yeah. made it four. So uh, we got beat fair and square, but with the possession we had, we didn't create too many guilt edged chances. Um, and we had the ball in their half quite a bit. And I believe we have something like 15 shots at their goal. And not always hit the target, obviously. So yeah. you know, fair, fair play. Disappointed. To be fair to Granger, I think the other three goals, apart from the first penalty, he, he didn't have a chance with really like well taken goals. Defence kind of let down. I would say more than, more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dulcet Dave also uh, tweeted after the match. They said that Ian Hendel explained that Joby McAuliffe is still at the club uh, and not in the squad. But although he could feature in a reserve match this week, so I guess that would be to get his fitness levels up. Yeah. When he was asked, Ian Hendon is clearly irritated <laughs> when Dave Victor right. asks him about, um, you know, first of all, it's Jack Payne and then it's Joby McAuliffe. He's clearly irritated by that and doesn't want to be asked questions. But, Ian, mate, we all want to know. And the club aren't exactly Absolutely. letting us know. Absolutely. So Dave's just doing his job. Yeah. So um, what do you think about that? So, so my views, I thought this was the toughest fixture yet. Uh, and I thought we were actually going to get a draw. I don't think we'd win it, but I thought we'd get a draw. But after... Four minutes till to go one nil down with a new keeper in place. Um, for me, two turning points. The clearance off the line. So if that goes in, if Simpson's header goes in, I think we probably go on and get his initiative, and we go yeah. on to win that game. Um, but obviously, that doesn't happen. The goal is given, and the second uh, turning point for me is the second penalty just after half time. If yeah. that's us and we score. You know, we've got thirty five minutes left to kind of find the equaliser. But a three 0 down, effectively game game over. Um, but I'm still very happy. 15 points out of 18 is still very, very good. And on to the next one. Yeah, 100% agree. You? Yeah, no, no, I, I agree with much of what you say there, but I thought it was just a matter of time before the diamond formation actually failed. Okay. I don't know if that was the formation or the lack of experience on the pitch with some of the players. I don't I don't know. Maybe some were a bit ill. Maybe some yeah. just were having a bit of an off day, which we're entitled to. We won five. Absolutely. Best record of any league club. Um, I thought we were due a bit of a loss at some point because I could see in certain games where, like Stephen Edge and um, not Dagenham, but a bit of Barnet when they, you know, first game of the season, that it lo- it didn't look like a particularly solid formation. And yeah. when we played four four two, I think we looked well, so solid. much fitter, not so much fitter, but so much stronger and so much more balanced, which is more key. You know, you've got Turgut down the right and Coxie delivering from the left. You've got two informed strikers that are just waiting for for that peach of a ball to come in, and they will do the rest. But I don't think the the diamond formation necessarily allows us to do that. I think he will keep up the diamond. Oh, that's his because, formation. Because he's now got Payne as well. And those players are all suited to the diamond. So you've got James, Payne, Pritchard, Moore, Cox. I agree with you. I'd like to see 4-4-2. I yeah. think Cox is as good as Cox is at the front of the diamond. Yeah. He's better on the left wing. Yes, he absolutely is. And Payne said in an interview on Orient Player with Colin Mumford, he said that he's more of a defensive midfielder, but he'll play wherever yeah, yeah. wants him to Absolutely. play. So, so yeah, we we'll do the diamond formation, but maybe Lloyd James will sub out for, for, for Payne and he'll yeah. be given a bit of a rest. Um, I didn't agree with Payne done at left-back uh, with Maguire and Shaw on the bench. Um, I just thought we should have gone for a more natural yeah. uh, left-back. 4-4-2, as I say, worked so much better for us. And, you know, sadly, the stats for Granger are he's played two, lost two. Uh, hopefully that doesn't knock his confidence too much and you know it's a team game we yeah. win together and we lose together so it's not Absolutely. solely his fault he's not solely responsible because there's 10 other guys on the pitch as well so you know it's a, it's a blip we were entitled to yeah. one it was going to happen um, at some point so let's get it out of the way get the monkey off our back and 
and crack on. Absolutely. Be Dave, more realistic. Dave Victor summarised the game perfectly with his tweet after the match by saying, Orient's first league defeat is a heavy one, paying the price for poor defending, whilst lacking the creativity required to unlock City's back four. Perfect. That's brilliantly summed up. So, yeah. as we said before, we couldn't make it, but Sid Lymouth did. So, he sent us his player rating. So, thank you, Sid, mate. Much, much appreciated. Um, so, his player ratings, I will do it one by one again. Yeah. He gave Granger a five. Um, again, made the point of saying that the defence didn't help him, you know, at all. Yeah. Uh, Baldry a four. Yeah, Essam a three. Harsh. Yeah, he Don't said know. he had a shocker today. Completely his fault for the fourth goal. Dunny gave a five two. Uh, Clahessi, he gave a six. Moore a six. Yeah, Pritchard a seven. Said he was solid again. Uh, Cox a five. Uh, James a five. McCallum a four because he was very very quiet. Yeah, and Simpson a five. He said he was he was quiet again, but seemed a little bit more up for it than Paul. Yeah, and the subs he gave Turgot a seven. Cashkit a six. And Ollie Palmer a four. So those are scoring from Sid. Uh, do you agree with those? Do you like agree those? Let us know. Give us a tweet and let us know. But again, thanks to Sid for sending yeah. in his player rating. Was Sid a bit harsh? Was he quite fair? Was he a little bit harsh for some and not on others? Let us know. Tell us. Tell us what you think. Absolutely. And also a big thanks to at Bella LOFC. So the unbeaten shot videos are no more. We have been beaten. He's so he swapped his shot glass for a mug. For his mug, crying into his tea. <laughs> Thank you for your video, mate. Much, Great video. Much appreciated. So those are our views on the match. So your views. So thanks to Matt Bristow who does a blog after every match, makes it to pretty much every game, and always a good blog to read. Yeah. Uh, so he sent us his summary of that match and said the early goal really changed the pattern of the game, just what they needed and exactly what we didn't need. The goal allowed Tisdale's tactics to come to the fore, which meant it was difficult for us to play. The diamond didn't really work, but Hennon didn't change it until he was 3-0 down, which was surprising, as I thought he would have changed it earlier. The second penalty was soft, but probably makes up for last week's one we got given as we failed to create much in the final third with their keeper not really making a key save in the game. Good point there about us getting the soft penalty last week. Last week, yeah. Could give us an idea of what we'll come up against uh, this season with teams coming at us uh, and sitting back. We'll have to try and find a way of breaking them down, which yesterday we couldn't. That's a good point there. So obviously, when you start getting top of the league and being that team, teams will come to Brisbane Road now and go, right, we're going to put 10 men behind the ball. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, that's exactly it. That's yep. exactly it. Uh, Granger... Was obviously at fault for the first penalty and inexperience was the key. Uh, with more games, he'll realise he didn't need to make the challenge or come out, but experience will only come with games. Yeah, so, yeah no, you know, not to knock Charlie at all. Charlie's a top lad and, and he's a he's a very highly rated goalkeeper. But, yeah. you know, with the experience comes, uh, with the games comes experience and he'll learn. It's yeah. cool. It's and Matt finished his summary by saying it was only a blip, but we'll be interested to see. The formation and personnel next week at Cambridge. Yeah, very good point. Thanks for that, Matt. Much, much, much appreciated. So, your tweets after the match at El Cowado. So, oh, well, let's get the loss out of our system and kick on with the rest of the season. Hashtag livers rejoice. Yeah, liver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nice. At Stratis Boy, it's the curse of being manager and player of the month. Yeah. That's all. It's a test now to see how we respond. Lose 4 0 which is rubbish, but we're still top of the league and we're having a laugh. Yeah, we, we don't tend to use swear words, yeah. Stratty, so uh, at boat, to substitute that. At Boatsy, it's a very disappointing day. We need to work hard on the training ground and hashtag bounce back next week. Still, hashtag top of the league. 
at LOFC transfers. Wasn't our day. We were bound to lose at some point, but we're still top of the league. Go again at Cambridge. Yeah, at PM31970. Said, I expected to lose today, but just hoped not. Hashtag bounce back ability. Key word there. Great word. Yep. Yeah. At Andy underscore PO16. If it was a game of football manager, you'd have rebooted because the computer was cheating. But then stats don't win games. Yeah, <laughs> we've all been there, Andy. Yeah, rebooting. Control computer. Yeah. yeah. At GForce underscore Shiv said, just a bad day for the boys. All we need to do is forget about it and think about next Saturday up the O's. At Stephen Denham, not too mad. Just a bad performance all round after a midweek game and a lot of sickness. Questions, Sam? Yeah, good point. Good point. At Orient Dave said, could have been worse. Could have been Carlisle away. <laughs> at Mike, well, it's just as far. Yeah. At Mike Brown, well, it feels just as far in the time you travel. At Mike Brown Music, just goes to show how important having Chisak command is and actually playing a left back at left back. Very good tweet there, Mike. Thank Very you for that, good. buddy. Very good tweet. At King Baggy King said, "Major respect to the 505 travelling O's fans. Wasn't our day on the pitch. We will come back once to learn from." Great tweet there. Yeah, well done. Uh, at Craig Dowding, hashtag bounce back next game. Draw a line under this one and move on. Question the amount of high balls delivered into their box. Yeah. Mm. Uh, at Angel Davis, two four one two said their keeper was class and their defending wasn't all that bad. We just need to step up next week. Ex Peter and Bobby Alejnik. Yes, it was. Is, yeah, good sign. Good sign. Great yeah. signing. Don't know how they managed to do that. And Clinton Morrison, where they suddenly got a glut of money from. He's thirty-seven years old, isn't he? Yeah, but he's still going to want good money. Yeah. At Kai Showing said today's result fully exposed the flaw in our midfield when using the diamond. Once Hendo switched to four four two, you could see we started playing with more structure. But unfortunately, by then we were so far behind that we couldn't exploit it. And when Dunn was swapped for Cashkit, it left us too weak at the back to stop the final nail in the coffin. We just weren't firing all cylinders today. Hope we can repay the favour and hammer the Grecians in January when they come to E10. Brilliant. Love it. Brilliant. So thanks again for all your tweets. You can tweet us at Orient Outlook. We love having your tweets. So we've got positives and negatives from this week. So we'll do the positives first. As always, so first positive is the youth starting to come through. This was clear to see at Luton. So again, three debuts at Luton, a really young bench. and Great to see Granger starting to get the experience, which is great. Second... Positive is that Hendon has finally got his man with the signing of Jack Payne. You can, you, we all knew that Payne yeah. was a wanted man by Hendon, and great, we've got him in. Obviously, we'll fit that diamond formation really well. And the last positive, and probably the biggest one, is that we are still top of the league. So yeah, we performance, are. But we are still top of the league, which is great to see. Absolutely brilliant. Um, so it just goes to show you what a great start we've had that we can lose a game and still not yep. still not be any other place. So sadly, there are a few negatives. Um, obviously, you know we weren't Woods' biggest fan. He's a nice guy, but we weren't his biggest fan. But not sure it was the right time to loan him out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the unbeaten record obviously is gone, and obviously we've we've taken quite a big loss. You know, one it wasn't a one nil unlucky loss. It was a it was a real quite yeah. quite a big hit. So losing four nil. Yep. Yeah. And then a hero, yeah, hero hero of the, the week. week. So a bit of a different slant this week. Bit left field. Bit left field, but very deserving, I would say. So our hero of the week is actually youth team coach, Andy Edwards. Yeah, head of, head of youth. Yeah. Head of youth. So great result yesterday. And you can see the work that he's been doing for the last couple of years is really starting to pay off and really pay dividends. So brilliant to see. So next week, we've got Cambridge away next Saturday. So no midweek game. So Heather can just sit the boys down Monday morning and focus on the next match. So Cambridge are currently 12th in the league. Uh, they got eight points. They lost three one at home to Luton yesterday, where they really should have scored uh, early on. 
and simply Robbie Simpson will probably crop up next Saturday and score a worldie against us. Against yeah. us. I doubt it. I don't think that's in his locker. To oh, be don't say that, mate. Don't, don't say think that. That's in his locker. But obviously, we need an instant response, and it's a local away day, or as local as what we're going to get in League Two, really. So, so great opportunity to get back on track. And like Matt said, it'll be interesting to see if Hendon makes any changes, if he sticks with a diamond or if he goes with four four two. And although he didn't play yesterday, it'll be strange to see Omazuzi play for the opposition if he does yeah. start. And obviously he'll probably be marking Dean Cox. Yeah. Which well, will be a strange one. Or Sammy Moore. Or Sammy Moore, depending on what formation we play. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm away for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, so this is my last, last podcast until just after the Northampton game, which is yeah. away, which I'm hopefully going to try and get to. Uh, so uh, we're going to get at Smith Schmorsham back in yep. in the building Graham is going to come and uh, take my place so hopefully I'll have a place to come back to because he did he did well <laughs> last time so we'll always keep you up to date with the latest news and views um, I will have Wi-Fi at some point and you're always yeah I'll do it got so, Twitter on hand no so. podcast next week is the big news no podcast next week Pod, next podcast will be in two weeks with myself and as Paul said Smith Schmorsham so that's about it. So thanks for joining us for yeah. episode 44. So disappointing week this week. You know, the unbeaten run is gone. Out of the JPT. But we are still top of the league, which is what it's all about. Hendon's finally got his manager at Payne. And we are sure he'll be a great capture of League 2. So we'll be back in episode 45, like we said, in two weeks. We look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm. Listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. And remember, we are top of the league. Say we are top of the league. We are top of the league. Here's a little song I wrote You might want to sing it note for note Don't worry Be happy In every life we have